Shalom, I'm Dr. Yana Sanders, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on a life-changing journey as we return to the original language and culture of the Word of God together. TheFoundationNest.com is offering a program with you in mind for those who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord. This program is called Hakan Ivri. It's found at www.thefoundationnest.com. You can click on the name Hakan Ivri and walk with us. In this exciting program, you will learn about ancient rabbinical literature that is found in the Word of God. Also, when the Lord spoke many of the teachings that He shared that are recorded in the Gospels, He referenced some of these ancient writings. You'll also understand the history behind many of the sayings that Yeshua spoke the Hebraic idioms in Scripture. We have many topics that we'll be covering, but the reports have been incredible from the people who have already been walking this path, that their eyes have been opened to a brand new way of engaging with the Lord, of seeing Him truly in His true setting, with His language, with His culture, and engaging with the Lord in such a way has brought new depth and meaning to their lives. I would love to walk this path with you. If you'll go to this website, www.thefoundationnest.com. Now that's all one word, thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab, Hakan Ivri, and let's walk together and discover the ancient paths, again, that are unfolding in this day and this era to draw all of us into a deeper union with the person of the Lord. I look forward to seeing you there. Shalom and shalom. Hello, I'm Jane Schroeder. Welcome to Origin Gate Wisdom's Echo. It's so great to be with you today and share a thought for the day. I'd just like to honour Ian Clayton, Grant and Samantha Mahoney for this opportunity. It's so wonderful. i just honoured and privileged to be journeying with them. Bless them in the name of Yeshua. Well, let's continue on this journey called Long Walks with the Father. The long walks today with the father take me to this beautiful city where I grew up as a small child called Chester, Cheshire. They call it the flat Cheshire Plains. It's not as flat as they describe. There are these beautiful hills called Broxton Hills, beautiful woodland and countryside. And as a small child, we lived in a small village there called Broxton. And my parents would take us in season, chestnuts, hazelnuts and one thing we did during this time of the year we're going to pick those tiny weeny weeny little blueberries as people call them now but we call them wimberries wind berries they're superfoods they're so good for you those dark tasty berries and then as soon as we'd spent hours picking those tiny ones for a thruppany bit we'd sell them in the village the blackberries would come and we'd be making blackberry jam 
blackberry crumbles, blackberry everything. And as you know, vegetables and fruit, when they come in season, you have a glut of it. You have lots of it. And we used to sell it and give it away to people, sell pots of jam. And we lived in a beautiful community where people shared things in a small village and everybody knew everyone. And out of this place, I, as a child, would become to know Jesus from a very small age. My parents would talk about Jesus. I wasn't particularly brought up in what you would call a traditional church Christian home, but I was brought up in a family where you love the land. My dad would sift his fingers through the, gra- the, the, the soil and he would grow vegetables and fruit in season to feed his family. He would go out and catch rabbits and we'd eat rabbit stew and he would be he would live off what we would call the fat of the land. And I love the different seasons because I know what to grow in which season, what to pick. Wild berries, nuts, pick beautiful wild flowers. We would grow what we call cut flowers in those days. Great big massive rows of them in the garden at home and then we had an allotment eventually that was a lot of work for us as a family but we would sell cut flowers every Friday and we'd have a little box outside and people would pop their pennies in and their money and it would help my father to buy seeds for the next season to buy the food for us to grow and and what he would have in abundance he would give like we would give like we would give in the old testament their tithes I see it as us trading now and sowing into the kingdom realms But that's not what I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm going to talk about how we grew in our love for Yahweh. And out of that place of love, when things became very difficult and you have good seasons and bad seasons, you have sadness and grief and happiness and joy, all these different seasons. One very dear season when I'm in Chester with my family is when my children's father became poorly. And our new grandson is called Arthur Robert. And his second name is because of their father's name was Robert Michael Schroeder. And during that time when we were sad and he was very sick, he had cancer. He had blood cancer and it was over many, many years he was poorly. But in that place, we would talk and pray and seek Yahweh. And this is one poem he gave to me at that time, which was very, very dear to my heart. And it brought great comfort to my family. It's called Gaze. Your eyes are on me always. You don't break your gaze. You never break your gaze. You lift my head above the mighty waves. The shepherd of my soul. I'll never break my gaze. I'm yours forever. Oh, how I love you. You never break your gaze. You never forsake me. You make melodies over me of love. Your eyes are on me. Always. You don't break your gaze. Oh, how I love you. Your eyes are on me. You are irresistible. You overshadow me with your love and your protection. I am your keepsake. In total weakness and surrender. I will look upon your face.
I will hear the tone of your voice and I will be changed as I behold your radiant beauty and your radiant face. I reach out and touch your warm, soft skin. Look deep into those kaleidoscoping, rainbow-changing eyes. The colours, the rainbow, the blues and the greens and the purples. Don't look away. Let your heart swill in your chest until it bursts forth in passionate love, in the passionate bliss, in the mystery, in the rejoicing, in the vulnerability of being a lover, a bondservant, as you never break your gaze, because your eyes are on me always. So beautiful, isn't it? That brought so much comfort to my heart. It's so beautiful. You are so beautiful. Yahweh, Yeshua, Thank you so much. Whoa, I love this. During that time, he also would speak to my heart when we would go to the hospital. On one Christmas, we were told that it was time that Robert went home to be with his maker, to be with his father. Rob hadn't always loved the Lord all his life. He hadn't known him as his Lord and Saviour. But in the latter years, as he became sicker, he would often be rushed into A&E and we would pop and see him and talk with him and be with him. We were no longer together at that point. He couldn't cope with living with his children. So he left us, which was devastating because I always felt we, I would be married forever. When I made that covenant of love, that we would be married forever. But the Lord gave me great grace and compassion and comfort during those times. And one Christmas they said that they were going to leave him to be with his thoughts and his saviour. And I decided I was going to go to the hospital one Christmas Eve, late at night and sit at his bed. And hold his hand and even though he was not in a very conscious state, I would talk to him. And we would talk about holidays we'd had and beautiful places we'd been. There was no negativity in my heart at all. In fact, at the time, I felt no grief because I was assured that he was going to be with Yahweh. And out of that place, sat with his hospital bed holding his hand. I had this beautiful poem came to me and it's called, you will love it, it's called Love in the Lover. Romance me with your kisses, warm, tender affections dripping from your lips. Turning, turning invisible in you, you are invisible in me. Snuggled under those fluffy wings of embrace, safe in the atmosphere of your grace. We eat, we drink, we taste of you in communion, common union. Those streams of blood, those fiery flames. Fire in my bones, fire in my eyes. Passion in my heart. My heart faints. It skips a beat. At just one glance. Yielded and surrendered 
into your intoxicating, effortless sweetness. The lover, the endless joy. Running right into your heart. Into a place of rest in times of trouble and grief and sadness. Engaging heart to heart as we are one. Created expressions of his love. Loving the lover. And this poem came to me out of a place of Yeshua speaking to my heart and saying, this is a love test, Jane, for you personally to keep your love on and to love even deeper and greater those around you and at that time, the family. It was beautiful. And as I sat there holding his hand, Christmas Day came and went, Boxing Day. We went to visit again. He was awake to our surprise. As if I did not know that Yahweh would answer my prayer. And he began to become stronger and stronger and begin to eat again instead of on a mainline drip. We were all surprised, including the doctors. But I knew there was a miracle in our midst. He eventually came home and began to recover. Not a complete recovery, but he was with us for at least another year. And then he was in and out of hospital with his blood platelets, keep having blood transfusions, and he eventually spent his last eight weeks at home in a hospital bed. In the house, he had spent many years doing up this old house he loved. He had a lovely wide patio door and we got the lawn, all the grass laid and we put lots of his favourite flowers in pots. And he would carefully get out of bed because he got very, very thin and it was affecting his bones and he would sit on the summer's day with the warm sun on his body and look out onto his lovely completed garden. He would smell the plants and hear the birds sing and we had two brand new puppy dogs and they would sit on his bed and they would enjoy him and he would enjoy them. It was wonderful how the Lord at the end of his life romanced him into heaven. It was so beautiful. So the 22nd of August came from December to August and we had a phone call to say he'd slipped away and he was with his father. And I knew he was and I knew where he'd gone. The following May it was my daughter's wedding and just before the wedding I could feel my children feeling a little bit anxious and upset. They would have loved their father to be there but I knew Yahweh would bring a surprise. Ready or not, here he comes. You can't hide from him. He brings surprises and beautiful gifts. And I asked the Lord that on my daughter's wedding day, we would know he was there. As her brother gave her hand in marriage to her husband. The night before, the wedding was in a completely different location than Wales where we lived. It was in Chester here. We brought all the wedding gear and the dresses down. And we stayed in this lovely pub which used to be one of the favourite places we would go to have dinner. And there we were that night. We began to dream. And in the dream, we had a visitation. 
from their dad. And I was able to explain where he was in heaven, what he looked like. And even though my daughter wept in my arms the night before her wedding, she knew that I had really engaged and seen her father and we'd had a visitation. The wedding day came, beautiful church where I got married, where my parents are laid to rest and where we used to ring the church bells at the age of 14. I learned how to ring, it's called campanology, the church bells. I used to stand on a little box, these great big bells in his big bell tower, six bells. And I would ring number one and two with my brother and sister and my dad would be ringing bell number four. And those of you who have done bell ringing know what I'm talking about. Oh, it was beautiful. And the pigeons would be cooing in the bell tower all around the outside. And there, as my daughter came down the aisle with my, with my son, we could tell that Rob was there and he was also holding Ruth's hand. It was beautiful. And so, the Lord is faithful. And he loves us with a never-ending love. Even though we may have what I call love tests, loving the lover as he romances with his kisses, his warm, tender hugs.